today on Roast of Iowa City. Today we are talking about dating in Iowa City. More specifically, I'm here with my partner, Rose Fiala, Hello. and we're going to be talking about queer dating. Well, Grace is going to be here as my lovely producer. Hello. But also the perspective on how to date as a straight person. How to be a straight girl. <laughs> All right, let's get started. First, don't, but... <laughs> For our first topic, let's talk about what dating has been like for y'all in Iowa City. I don't know who wants to go first. I can go first. Okay. I've actually been in a long-distance relationship for um, three years now, because mm-hmm. I'm a senior. Yeah, three years now, um, dated two years in high school. I personally really haven't had to like immerse myself in the dating culture, mm-hmm. and it's interesting because a lot of my friends are dating right now, and I can't really relate because I never really have got to do that as an mm-hmm. adult just because I I don't really count like I didn't really date in high school like mm-hmm. I don't count that so just kind of from viewing my friends mm-hmm. and like people around me and not just my friends in Iowa City but my friends who go to schools like um DePaul and the University of Illinois etc I feel like dating in college just generally blows and I know that like is really broad and uh, you could do a lot with that but I just feel like everyone is turning to digital means which I think is actually really great mm-hmm. because it kind of eliminates especially for people like I know I have terrible anxiety Mm -hmm. like just meeting new people in class so I know that if I were to be dating right now I feel like I would be using apps like OkCupid Mm -hmm. or um, Tinder Um, and I know that there are like a lot of apps for like even people who are just like Jewish like they have like yeah. J-Swipe mm-hmm. and J-Date and you know J-Swipe? yeah it's I've really never... it's funny actually oh. um, and they have um, like you know apps for like more niche communities and mm-hmm. I think that's really great so for me that's just kind of been my like outside view well, because we met on OkCupid. Okay I mean, you don't you don't have to lie to the audience. We both know we met on Farmers Met Meet. No, we did not. We met on OkCupid. It's a very progressive Christian website. Mingle. We met on Christian Mingle. Yes, yes exactly. Um, <laughs> um, it, you'd be really surprised at what you'll find there. I think Christian Mingle, you only get the option of like, I am a man seeking. Like, there's no, there's oh, no. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. None. We Zero. could make we could like make a profile like as an experiment. You made a farmers only one for the DSA. Yeah. Yeah, we never went through with that joke, Why? but I remember That's like a when good I one. That's of, funny. All the jokes you, of all the jokes you usually go through, and that one doesn't. Uh, well, the reason I can that is because there's felt like there was something specifically something that could go very wrong with the idea of like <laughs> actually trying to advertise through like a dating website. Yeah, he went on met through OkCupid. Um, I say that I keep saying OkCupid should give us money because yeah. we're like a cover story. Yeah, that oh, was yeah. like that was like my last good experience in OkCupid. Yeah, that was like like one my one of two experiences. I remember the first girl wanted to do coke with me, and I was just and you're like, oh, that's not. It was literally the first day. I was like, who are you? So for for OkCupid, is it like kind of like Tinder, where it's like location? Like, can you? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot more like I would describe Tinder to use a very rough analogy. I think Tinder is like a huge garbage bag, by the way. Like, yes, absolutely. Like, totally get why Um, people want to use it, but like, like I if I were single, I feel like I would rather 
download OkCupid okay mm-hmm. instead of Tinder because Tinder just like makes me laugh. Like I don't know. Like to use a rough analogy, I would describe like Tinder and um, OkCupid okay as being analogous to like Twitter and Facebook okay. in the sense that like you know like Twitter is like very short, very first like impression, mm-hmm. a cesspool. Okay, can you like creep on OkCupid? Okay yeah, and like, OkCupid okay. okay like there's a lot more, more people, info. there's a lot more in your profile. You have a lot more ways to like narrow down who you want to see, and it's also a cesspool, but in a very different way. Okay, let's move on maybe to our next question. What do you think, like, dating... How do you think dating in college was different from dating in high school? I feel like this is something, like, you and I can, like, attest yeah. to. Yeah. I didn't date in high school. Sorry, so Bevy. I don't mean to leave you out of this one. Yeah. Um, I have no regrets. I don't think dating is a thing in high school. Like, I don't think, it's like... I never went, like, on, like... But, like, honestly, like, I never, like, went on, like... I don't know. It's weird. It's, like, you go out to, like, ice cream or, like, whatever... And then your mom picked you up. Uh, Yeah, like not even that though. And it's like more about like, oh, you hooked up a few times and you went to like turnabout together and now you're Mm -hmm. boyfriend and girlfriend. Like my current boyfriend, we were like in the same friend group and then like we hooked up and then we went to prom together and Mm -hmm. we've been dating since. All right. (laughs) And I'm like, we didn't really have that. Like he didn't like take me. And of course, like we did things together, Mm -hmm. like went on little dates and stuff. But like I didn't like test the waters really because you have such a small pool of people and you're limited to your... um shitty sub like suburban high school i think i'm the only one from my high school friends and i'll like how did your friends like were your friends supportive of that um yeah well because for me they kind of like came in like two waves was like first like i like identified as bi for a really long time but how i actually came out to them was because you and i had started dating Mm. (laughs) it'll be like how long have you got two years It'll Mm -hmm. be, we've known each other for two years in November, and then... We've been, like, dating, dating. Going steady. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like a year. Bye. Bye. And I remember, because I... You're not my summertime gal any longer. (laughs) I'm your wintertime gal. All, all time of the year, gal. Because <laughs> yeah. I told them, I was like, yeah, I'm like dating this girl and like she's really like pretty and like super cute Aww. and I really like her. I was just basically this like big mushy pile of gay. And Aww. then everyone's favorite. Yes, the best kind. And then I don't think I came out to them about like gender being weird until like, which is basically how I describe everything. It's gender just, being weird. Gender is weird. Um, true. Probably until like spring break. Mm-hmm. I, I think they were supportive. Mm-hmm. I think in the fact that they like didn't care not in like the negative sense of the word but just much like oh you're like, happy yeah like okay. oh okay but like that's how my brother is about us like he likes you but like for him it's very much like do you like rose mm-hmm. is rose not like a trash human being yeah and like I, a trash baby i think and you're not yeah. so thank I'm god glad. <laughs> i'm glad <laughs> and i'm putting I, that on my resume <laughs> not a, not trash, a baby. trash baby well, I mean, like, in high school, I came out as a gay man my freshman year, and now I'm a lesbian, so that really worked out. But um, <laughs> towards the end of my high school career, basically every one of my friends turned out to not be straight. Yeah. Uh, Isn't that nice how that works out? Yeah, yeah so I, I, I think there's sort of, like, a, uh, a mutual, like, self-selecting thing that goes yeah. on, even if it's not, like, a very explicit sort of mm-hmm. thing. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, why, why the fuck would I want to talk to straight people? They're, like, they're boring, like... <laughs> 
Well, wasn't there that like Australian campaign where it was like keep holding hands or something? The message of it was like pure, like, like yeah. don't be afraid of like people showing your like, love, like showing yeah. your love. But it's also like we were talking about, like you and I talked about how like just because like that can be problematic. That can, it can be it can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. It can be like not good. And like sometimes like it's just something like like the visibility of you as like an openly queer person in whatever capacity, no matter where you sit on like the queer axis if I can call it even an axe, is you you know, you have certain privileges over certain parties, but like the thing about being in the queer community is that everyone is disadvantaged in some mm-hmm. way. And it's not fun. But like oh well, you know, ultimately like I wouldn't change it because I'm happy. Well I mean yeah in terms of like the, the keep holding cans campaign or whatever. Uh, yeah I mean generally I, I think it's not I think any campaign that relies upon like that basically relies on like creating an obligation for queer people to like perform their queerness in a certain way is like not particular is not like progressive like like fails at its own goal the idea that like it is on like the onus for like queer liberation is on gay people to make themselves as like visible as possible like and and basically turn their like own like personal or like private lives into like a political project i i don't i mean like i don't think that's a particularly progressive like i mean that put i mean that puts people at at risk basically mm-hmm. and then also i think operates on the very erroneous assumption that like if someone like someone's heart is going to be changed simply by virtue of witnessing this image in public like mm-hmm. a, a bunch of times like yeah. I, I kind of wonder at one point like who is this meant to like convince it's like people aren't going to be changed like no like that's, because you're like and that's a good point too that i don't think i think it takes a lot more than seeing something and i i know this just from personal experience with my family and not mm-hmm. even just with like these kind of issues with sexuality and mm-hmm. gender, but more so with like politics. Like I have some family members um, that are extremely conservative and mm-hmm. I don't not like them for that. I understand. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you can't change your grandma. Yeah. I wrote a whole mm-hmm. piece about this, but it's really hard to just show someone like a, a clip of mm-hmm. something and expect them to change their worldview yeah. and, and have them be, you know, totally accepting of whatever it is because i know i've tried to do that and it's it's a lot i mean my grandma's not gay i don't care but like you know like (laughs) like she can do whatever she wants like yeah i mean i I also think it it locates like the heart of like queer liberation not in any like structural or material place but like it, it frames the whole project as like a hearts and mind operation on like on like privileged people basically Mm -hmm. like if we can convince like enough like average people who may or may not even have like structural power or anything like that that like gay people are good actually or something then like every social ill that's like facing the community will eventually drop away when i don't and i don't think that's true Mm -hmm. because i think at the heart of it like a lot of queer oppression is about the fact that like either queer oppression is profitable profitable or like the status quo of the way that gender and relationships works is like profitable to the system in a way that like requires like then like queer relationships Mm -hmm. to like be punished like i mean i very much subscribe to the idea that 
the this whole idea of like gender being something that you know about yourself or that you find within yourself at like gender as like ontology basically as being very recent not necessarily to say that that it this that way of talking about gender like I discovered I was a woman when I was in like my late 20s or something like that like that sort of sentence mm-hmm. that, that and that's not it's not that saying that is like wrong in some sense or like not accurate but I do think that way of speaking about gender is recent and I think if we only talk in that way we kind of obfuscate the ways that like gender and sexuality I mean you look throughout history like in when like people talk about gender or like if you look at kind of like the patterns the way it manifests itself like you don't see a whole lot of I statements you do see a lot of like like a lot of ways like the expectations of like women or like men or whomever whomever else in like western society um, and like what their job is and at the end of the day it kind of like basically breaks down to as a way of like dividing like domestic and like reproductive labor mm-hmm. and like that's an external system and it's not one that you can escape through statements of like personal identity but like I think at the end of the day when you like then approach like queer relationships or gender nonconformity or stuff like that yeah like the yeah. system like that like the system's justifications for itself relies upon the exclusivity of the system basically and then so you know if like two dudes like want to like like two dudes want to be in a like relationship with each other or like you know like someone like you know like someone decides like transition or stuff like that like that really starts to break apart like the very singular sort of self-justification for the system and I think that's why in a lot of ways it like becomes like punished so vehemently I think it's like kind of telling that like in the same way that like someone will condemn queer relationships for being like immoral the second sentence is usually something along the lines about how society or like the basic foundations of society will fall apart because it will and that's awesome and I think we should encourage mm-hmm. that but like yeah. uh, not everyone thinks that and that's the yeah that's <laughs> beyond like the digital realm of dating like how do you think it is you know, in person and it's, like, do people still it, do that? It's, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's what like, I'm wondering. Do do, is that it? is that still like a prominent? I make the joke that lesbians need to go back to wearing lavenders and like in <laughs> lilacs in their lapel coats, so we all know that we're gay. But like, I'm also thing. not kidding because like it is really hard well, to yeah. like figure out whether or not people are gay. Because it's kind of like, are they like, like for me, like with girls, it's like, are they being nice? Or, and it's also, yeah. And it's also the worry on some level, Rose, I don't know about you, but like, you don't want to be like a predatory gay girl. I think, Interesting, the, though. I, I think because the thing is, is like, it is the thing of like, you can't tell. And so sometimes you got to take a shot in the dark, mm-hmm. which is why I think so many queer people like, kind of like flock to like online dating because like, it says right there it's in like your profile. It's like a comfortable profile. place, like, too. I will say if you're gay, and I'm just, this example, I'm going to use, like, a girl or something like that. I mean, like, the whole, like, like predatory gay girl thing is, like, very real. Yeah. Uh, like, really? Yeah, no, I mean, oh, like, yeah. this very, like, like this, like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. That just no. blew out the... No, we're no okay. you're uh, fine. You're fine. <laughs> um, like, this idea, though, of, like, this internalized idea that, like, you know, if you are, a, if you're, like... A woman, just gay in general, but mm-hmm. like I think it does kind of come from a place of like women being proactively sexual, um, or at least like f- feminine people being proactively sexual. Mm-hmm. Like, there is this sort of idea that like if like you actually like come on to someone in a way that's like 
you know, like respectful, normal, like consensual, like it still is like predatory in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if you want to, I mean, if you want a pro tip, like if it, one, it is okay to express sexual interest in another person or like romantic interest, or it is okay to flirt with another human being. Um, if you are doing so in a context where like that sort of thing is like not necessarily invited, but expected to happen, you know, like mm-hmm. if you're at, if you're at like a bar and you're like talking to other people or something like that, like if you flirt with someone and then like, you know, get, if you give them space to kind of like, like gracefully like accept or reject that sort of thing, like that that's that's fine right that's like a thing Mm -hmm. that human beings can do that is something that's like normal and healthy and is generally how people in the world like meet each other and then like you know get together yeah Uh, well i mean it kind of comes to this sort of thing where it's like well i want to like go flirt with this person but i don't know if they want that or not like what what i don't think a lot of people realize is that like flirtation is kind of about finding out if they want that or not Um, and like, it's all in like how you do it and like how much, how much are you leaving the ball in like that person's court Mm -hmm. then? Uh, I think also people are like, well, studio, I'm like, studio is like a hell hole on the face of the earth. Oh yeah. Fuck studio. I've only been there one time. It's about studio. (laughs) Fuck studio. I hate it so much. The floors are so sticky. Some guy grabbed my, uh, the one time I went there, some guy grabbed my boobs, like, really aggressively, and he was like, oh my god, you have great tits. And I was like, I really, like, like, am not okay with that. Like, that's, like, not cute. You shouldn't be okay with that. Yeah. The casual misogyny of, like, gay men. Yeah, and I was, like, very taken back, and I was like, okay, um... I'm going to go. But, like, I just so, was, like, that was my only experience there. <laughs> so I will say that, like, a lot of gay bars get, like, a really unearned reputation as being, like, seedy or something uh-huh. like that, which is unfortunate. I do think Studio is a it, legitimately it is. seedy, seedy place. <laughs> yes. um, well, what, don't you have, do you want to share that one story you have? No. Okay. <laughs> um, studio is just a hellhole where, like, everything is sticky and, like. It reminds me of the drug, like, Molly were a person yeah it would be studio yeah don't go to studio go somewhere else drink at your house alone <laughs> there's a lot of places you there's can a lot go. of places you can go including your own house your own whole ass house and just drink oh. there like i don't like studio yeah. i don't want to go like there i don't like it when our i think it's a there. terribly moderated space yeah um I, I think it's its biggest issue um i will say that i think of like like, one thing you mentioned that I want to touch on is that, like, there's this idea, like, there's this kind of, like, this weird notion that gay men have it pretty easy in 2017, mm-hmm. or, like, gay men, like, are especially, like, predatory or misogynistic in some way. And I think that's really unfortunate, because I don't think either of those things are true. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, I think, like, men are prone to misogyny because, mm-hmm. like, you know, they're the ones who, in a lot of ways, benefit from it. <laughs> There's this idea that kind of gets passed around, like, I think, like, among, like, I mean, it, it's basically, like, repackaging the idea that, like, being a gay man is, like, misogynistic or predatory or something like that, and, like, repackaging it for, like, like left or, like, like progressive politics yeah, or I've something seen, like that's that. That's I've seen it. Um, and, you know, like, you know, yeah, like, yeah, like, gay men 
like or just men especially like do have a responsibility to like take ownership for like the ways that they can be you know like misogynistic or like interpersonally like violent towards other people but like so does everyone else <laughs> um um so yeah that's that's my that's my 30 seconds cool um that, yeah, I've seen it, like, repackaged a lot. Like, almost, almost like, framing... Not necessarily framing it as, like, because these men are gay, they are misogynistic, but, like, some of these actions, which they, mm-hmm. they like, like, things like... Like, grabbing like, my titties. Like, like, grabbing your boobs in a bar without your consent. And just, like, passing off it as, like, well, I'm gay, so... Like, it was funny, and I was like... Like, like oh, I'm gay, so it doesn't really matter. Well, yes, it does. doesn't like, matter you're what your so, orientation is. Like... You're violating someone. Yeah, it's about consent. Consent is cool. Consent. Now let's talk about consent. Consent is good. We talk about consent in every single recording. We do. It's it's a very important. No, it is. It's just funny because it's like it always like. Well, someone will say consent. We'll be like consent. Consent. (laughs) Who said consent? I love consent. Thank God. Thank you.